Welcome to the Modern Merriman Podcast with Tom Hicks and John DeVito. Modern Merriman is a podcast of the Man of God Network brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. We're hosting a weekly conversation on the law and the gospel so that church leaders and Christian lay people will rightly divide the word of truth. And I am once again a lone Modern Merriman, uh, but I have brought back with me for one more episode uh, John Miller. Uh, for those of you who haven't already uh heard John Miller in our previous episodes. Uh, he is the senior pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. He received his Master of Divinity degree from Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary, and his Master of Theology degree in Biblical Studies from Puritan Reform Theological Seminary. John also serves on the board of directors for Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary and is a lecturer in Old Testament Studies and Practical Theology, teaching the course Introduction to Evangelism and Missions. So, John, it's good to see you again, man. Good to be back. Good to see you, brother. <laughs> so uh, we've spent a couple of episodes now thinking through evangelism, uh, evangelism and what it is, uh, who should evangelize, uh, what are some problems with evangelism, as well as thinking of evangelism in the conversation about uh, the distinction of the law and the gospel. Uh, so for this episode, wanted to maybe personalize it uh, in, in, mm -hmm. in thinking about how we are practicing evangelism, what it means to lead our church in these efforts. So to start, how, how would you say your understanding the relationship of the law and the gospel has helped in your evangelistic efforts? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is having a clear understanding of the law and the gospel um, helps to actually have a a clarity of the message that we're proclaiming because mm. um, you know part of you think about the apostle paul in second timothy his last letter and what is his great concern his great concern as he's about to pass off the scene is that the message of the gospel that's been entrusted to him and entrusted to timothy it continues faithful pure uh, undefiled if you want to say it in that way uh to be uh, proclaimed uh, from generation to generation that Timothy's to entrust that message to faithful men who can entrust it to others as well. Mm -hmm. And having a clear grasp then of that distinction between the law and the gospel is part of the way in which we guard the gospel from being distorted, uh, mm -hmm. from being lost, uh, so that that good deposit that's been entrusted to us as the Church of Jesus Christ continues and can be passed on from generation to generation. Again, part of evangelism is 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 in that sense passing it on. In one sense of of uh, spreading the gospel and people coming to faith in Christ, and then particularly those who are officers in the church. Um, having that charge to make sure it's kept pure. Uh, so having that distinction is part of part of that way uh, to keep it uh, very clear, which then, particularly as pastors who are um, ourselves evangelizing and training members of the church in the work of evangelism in different ways, it makes it very clear as to what it is we're training people to, to proclaim mm. <laughs> and, and to do in, the, in that work of evangelism. So it's, it's vital that we have that, that right understanding of law and gospel. And, and in that sense, it also deepens uh, the richness of the understanding, the richness of, of uh, appreciation in that sense for the law and the gospel when we, when we have that rightly understood. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking in my own life as, as I seek to practice uh, evangelism, uh, you know, maybe one-on-one -on -one or, or, or personally, having a clear understanding of uh, how to 
uh, you know, the, a phrase, I don't know where it came from originally, but, you know, a lot of the proud, grace to the humble, the, the, this idea of um, being able to speak to people in light of where they are, uh, yeah. if, if they have a pride that uh, needs to, uh, th that balloon needs to be uh, poked and deflated, uh, you know, being able to bring out aspects of the law and, and try and help them understand their relationship with God in light of the law being incredibly helpful, uh, which then can can bring me to uh, sharing with them the gospel in a way where, where they recognize the need for Christ and what Christ has done. And, and that's even, I think, helped in my uh, preaching, uh, mm, in, amen. in how I'm going about preaching. Uh, and, mm. and hopefully, you know, we're, we're preaching evangelistically amen. Uh, as, as we uh, carry out the ministry of the word on, on the Lord's Day. Uh, but but seeking to be clear about, again, uh, your need for, mm. for, for reconciliation with God because of your rebellion against God and sin uh, and, and the greatness of the love of God in Christ, which has uh, become our substitute and taken upon himself the judgment yeah. of God we deserve and the punishment uh, that we have earned in our sin. And, and so, so all of these things, I, I think, are, uh, have, have helped me through the years, and, and I'm sure— have, have been helpful to you as well. Yeah, for sure. Again, having that clarity in that sense and, and being able to, to know what to apply when in different situations. We don't, mm -hmm. you know, the, the statement in Corinthians, if uh, trumpet blast is not a clear sound, a clear note that no one can, can understand in that sense. And so that sense of clarity uh, in the message itself and in what we're doing and how to apply it to whom uh, in what ways. Mm. So then, in, 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 again, in thinking more about uh, personalizing this and making it practical, uh, how can we then become better evangelists? Let's, uh, let's start with that. Uh, I think we can all recognize that uh, we'd like to improve here, that we have uh, yeah. plenty to grow. I, uh, I mean, maybe you are the zealous evangelist everybody should model themselves after. You're, you're John Miller no. saying, follow me <laughs> as I follow Christ. Um, but I think most of us struggle. Uh, most of us would like to see uh, spiritual growth in this area. So what would you say Amen. are some ways we can become uh, better evangelists or, or, or b those who are improving in their uh, evangelistic engagement? Yeah, I think one of the, there's several things to think through in this. One of the first things, as we talked about in one of our first episodes, is the importance of being a participant in your local church. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Participate in, uh, in that sense, being a, an active member uh, of the local church. And so that uh, you yourself are a part of that whole community, that organized church that has been given the commission to be the agent of evangelism. And so as you're involved then in the life of, of, of the church, that's got to be part of it. Um, mm -hmm. And part of the first, one of the first ways to do that. And then you start to think about, you know, what is the life of the church to look like? Right. And mm -hmm. that's where we're reminded of a text like uh, the early church in Acts 2, what is, what is the church doing after Pentecost? Acts 2.42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and the prayers. Um, and so you see the way in which this is what a church filled with the Spirit of God is called to do. Uh, 
And it's, it's as we're uh, part of that church that we will then grow in that work that the church is called to do as well. So it's ourselves being those who are faithful to be sitting under the apostles teaching that is sitting under the ministry of the word, mm. sitting under the preaching of, of the gospel. So that again, it's not as though the gospel is just something that we need to hear once in our life as a Christian and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? You and I, we need it. We need it every week. And every week that I'm preaching, I'm preaching to myself as well as to the congregation, uh, the beauty of the message of the gospel of the grace of Christ in that sense. And so sitting under the ministry of the word, hearing law and gospel in that way, um, that's, that's part of how we can continue to grow in becoming a better evangelist mm-hmm. is being, uh, under the evangel in that sense mm. um, week by week so that it is afresh being applied to our own hearts um, as we need it week by week, really day by day. Mm. Um, we've often heard the phrase, right? Preach the gospel to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we do need to do that. Um, and, but part of the way we, we also do that is by sitting out at the preaching right, <laughs> of, right. of the word week, week by week. So if we want to grow in being better evangelists, let's be those who are participating in, in the local church, sitting under the preaching of the word, having the law and the gospel applied to us uh, week by week uh, in that way with God's people and experiencing the, the, the delight of that, the delight of the fellowship uh, that occurs in that way. But then, of course, another important aspect is if we would if we would become better evangelists, is we we need to be praying in that way, mm-hmm. in that vein, coming to the Lord, pouring out our hearts, confessing the ways in which we have failed to be those evangelists, uh, maybe that we're called to be in that way. Um, but then again, applying the gospel even in prayer, um, uh, in that sense, claiming receiving uh, the grace and the promises of God through Christ and praying that the Lord would make us those who are not given to the fear of man, um, that we would have humility and boldness. Um, How often do we see, for example, the apostle Paul um, asking for prayer for the Mm -hmm. very work of evangelizing. You think of what he says in Ephesians chapter Mm six, and he's calling upon the church there, in Ephesus to pray that he might boldly proclaim the gospel as he mm-hmm. ought to in that sense. So, so we should be praying for ourselves and for one another, both in our private prayers, but also in our uh, corporate prayers or our mm-hmm. prayer meetings together as, as a, as a local church. Is this a matter of prayer for us? Uh, mm-hmm. Recognizing again, our complete dependence upon the Lord, even for this work, this good work, of evangelism, uh, we need him. I mean, you you mentioned Acts two forty two. You know, of the, they uh, committed themselves right to the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and in prayers. So, so yeah. there's as, as you say, there's the private prayers, there's the personal prayers that we should be praying for. Uh, you know, for 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 God to give us these opportunities for the Spirit to lead us in wisdom uh, in in what we say and in, in, in speaking to others about Christ. Uh, but there's also the corporate prayers which, um, you know, they, they encourage us, they help us, they, they in some ways hold us accountable and support us uh, in, in the midst of that. And, you know, it's, I tell you, when I've been in prayer meetings where, uh, church prayer meetings, where uh, somebody will uh, say, you know, I've been uh, trying to speak uh, Christ to 
this family member, this coworker, this friend mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, it's, 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 it's an encouragement to all of us as, as we're hearing yes. that it's, it's, it's spurring us on in that way. We're, we're able then to, to bring our absolute and total dependence upon the Lord in our evangelistic efforts before his throne together. And, and, and so absolutely prayer is obviously uh, central to um, and, becoming better uh, evangelists. And, and, and you and see that in the book of Acts, don't we? I mean, how mm-hmm. often do we see the church gathered for corporate prayer? Um, mm. you know, Acts 1, before in the upper room, before the outpouring of the Spirit. Uh, you see it in Acts 3, that John and, and, and Peter are going up to the temple at the appointed time to pray. Acts 4, after they get released, they're meeting together to pray. And mm-hmm. Acts 12, and then on and on, we see, and, and it's often after that that you see, it says, and the Lord added to their number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as those who... Uh, we recognize and, and believe in the sovereignty of God and salvation. <laughs> the first, in that sense, step, so to speak, of of, of our evangelism is that prayer, recognizing God mm-hmm. has to attend, the Spirit must attend that proclamation of the gospel if people are going to turn from their sin and be saved. And so that time, taking taking that time to pray. And, you know, that's one of the things that's perennial, I think, as pastors, we need to remember to encourage our congregations to be praying those requests and to bring those kinds of requests before the congregation. It is easy for us as sometimes as churches and just as Christians to become more focused on sometimes physical needs um, and, and other aspects, sickness. It's not that we shouldn't pray for those things. We should, but we need to have our eyes lifted even beyond to pray for the coming of the kingdom of God, praying for this work of evangelism in individual ways, but also uh, as, as a church as well. So, mm. so we need to pray. We need Amen. to pray. So you've already kind of uh, started touching on this, but I, I'm also thinking not only about how can we ourselves become better evangelists or, or engage in these activities but you know you and i are both pastors uh many of those listening may be engaged in pastoral ministry or some form of church leadership uh and so in that sense how how do you see us helping to lead churches to embrace our evangelistic calling or or in 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 this as well and and so this gets into kind of what we were talking about. How do you how do you uh, become a better evangelist, even individually? It's being mm-hmm. part of a church, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. prayer. Uh, but then another aspect of it, just to kind of close the loop on that, and one <laughs> is you got to practice it, right? <laughs> right. You actually how do you how do you get better at anything <laughs> by doing it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so as we as we take those steps, as we see the opportunities, and as we as we do evangelism we will grow and of course doing so with with reflection and uh ways to to improve and also doing so where we then also praise god for the work he's done in and through us mm-hmm. right as as in that sense of an individual aspect so then when it comes to as pastors how do we um encourage uh the church to embrace our task of evangelism as a church um in some sense, you could say it's it's remembering what Paul said to Timothy in Second Timothy four or five, um, to always be sober minded, endure suffering, and do the work of an evangelist. Mm. Fill your ministry, um, and, and in that sense, pastors are to be pastor evangelists. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of the way in which we lead our church into it is by doing it ourselves mm-hmm. um, and recognizing that that is part of our calling. That is part of our work as a pastor. That's part of part of what we're, we're called to do. Um, Roger. I'm Green. also, you know, thinking of, of course, first uh, Peter five, I mean, well-known yeah. shepherd, the flock of God, which is among you serving as overseers. But then later it says, you know, but being examples to the flock. So we're yes. to be examples in this, not, not merely to be uh, encouraging our church members to be engaging in evangelistic opportunities, but that we ourselves are, are taking the lead, so to speak, and, and, and doing this, um, I think is, is really uh, critical. You know, another area, maybe you can uh, build on this a little more, but, you mentioned, again, I think rightly, the centrality of the local church in this and coming to worship where you're hearing the, the, the preaching of the gospel, uh, the law and the gospel, which, again, is then as a pastor, guess what that means to me? It means mm-hmm. I, in my past means as a preacher, I need to be uh, preaching yes. uh, <laughs> the law and the gospel. I need to be preaching uh the the gospel call to unbelievers I, I and 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 the and and of course the gospel call to believers as well yes uh, yes and 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 so uh, that that's a uh a challenge in my own pastoral ministry my own, both in preaching and in counseling to mm-hmm. to have that i know i know it's a cliche gospel centered today right but 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 to have a a right gospel centrality in my ministry is is uh, critical. Yeah, I mean, you know, we often talk about how how we preach the scriptures is teaching our people how to read the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And how to understand the Bible. In the same sense, as we then are also modeling uh, the proclaiming of the gospel through our preaching, it's teaching our people in that sense how to speak about the gospel to others. Mm-hmm. So that is a, a major part of how, how we model and encourage the church is by that proclamation of, of law and gospel in, in our own preaching. And so as I'm preaching to even think through, you know, assume there are unbelievers present yeah. among us. Uh, so maybe I'm, now I know this is a little more in the area of apologetics, but maybe I'm handling, handling some objections that they, that I've encountered that they may encounter uh, as, as they're going out there and talking to others about Jesus. So they're in that sense being equipped as well. Um, And, and so uh, as you said, that, that, that ministry of God's word is obviously central to our calling Mm -hmm. as shepherds in in that. Are are there other um, ways that you can see us leading churches uh, to, to, to grow in this or to foster this as, as pastors and church leaders? Yeah. um, I think, one of the, the helpful books that I've read before uh, on this kind of issue is, is The Pastor Evangelist by Roger Greenway, mm. which I think is a helpful book. And, and one of the things he says, which touches on what we've already talked about, he says, the pastor fulfills his leadership role in evangelism in three ways. First, by teaching and preaching evangelism from the scriptures. Mm-hmm. But then secondly, by modeling evangelism in his life and ministry. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, by organizing the congregation for evangelistic thrusts into the community. Mm. Um, and that's where we recognize, yes, there's a sense in which, you know, every 
Christian, as we have opportunity in different ways, we, we witness in the context that we're in, and that's right and good for us to, to, to do and understand. And yet at the same time, there's also ways in which we can have evangelistic thrust as a church into the community and mm-hmm. do different, different things that way, like we've talked about in previous episodes, street preaching is one way of doing that. Mm-hmm. Or, for example, having a booth at a fair you know, where you are passing out evangelistic literature or going on the college campus and just encountering different students and talking with them um, and all sorts of different ways then as a church, you can have these evangelistic thrusts into the community. And so there is a place for the leadership of the church to organize the church into mm-hmm. doing these kinds of works as well as encouraging the individual evangelistic work that, that occurs in the daily lives of the members of the church. Yeah, I think some maybe have experienced evangelistic programs in churches, you know, where they show up a certain night of the week and they go door to door and yeah. and try to talk to people about Jesus. And they've maybe had various challenges or bur- been burned out on, you know, s- some of those programs. And, and uh, you know, I honestly don't, don't hear that about that much in churches anymore. You don't hear about a lot of door to door type ministry. Uh, and, and, you know, we could, debate how helpful and fruitful those kinds of uh, ministries are. Uh, but but I think the reality is we just, so many churches, okay, we're not doing that anymore, but we're just, we're not doing anything organized, <laughs> structured. Right. Right. Uh, we're just, we're only leaning in on that. Well, when you have an opportunity, you know, with your neighbor, coworker, or whatever. And again, which we, obviously we, we need to be encouraging that. Yes. Uh, but, but there, as you say, I think it's right to point out, uh, it's it's good to um, look for opportunities for us to uh, work together as a church. Uh, may, maybe not in may, I mean maybe in the door to door. I don't know, but but you know in, in in some form of that, like you say, maybe at a, a county fair or maybe at some kind of uh, local uh, community event or something like that. And and so um, so th- I think there is value in. Um, providing these opportunities, uh, which which also then allows you, again, not to be one on one, right, uh, or, or or only be one on one, but to have that body of Christ dynamic that we can all use our gifts and skills in different ways to carry out this task. Where maybe you have you know one that's more um, uh, skilled and, and gifted at proclamation. Maybe he's the one that's that's you know, speaking, and then you have yeah. others, again, handing out literature or trying to engage more in conversation or, you know, right? There's there's just yeah. so many different ways to encourage that uh, in in uh, church life and ministry as well. Yeah, and in that sense, recognizing, you know, seeking to find legitimate ways to, to work together as a church and in, in going into the community uh, mm-hmm. in different ways. Um, and so, Again, yes, some some methods or ways may not be as effective, we might think, or whatnot in, in one uh, area of a culture or another in that sense. But but thinking through what are some of the different ways that we could we could be taking the gospel and uh, working together in that way. I think that's it's an important aspect. And what I have often found is when you have those organiza- organized uh, evangelistic kind of thrust, so to speak, it further encourages the individual evangelism mm. <laughs> that takes place at other times. And so it, it actually encourages both aspects uh, when, yeah. when you have it. 
Well, like you say, you, you learn by practicing. Well, when yes. you're giving them opportunities to practice, they, uh, they may start to realize, you know, I can do this. Like this isn't as crazy as I think it's, it's <laughs> not as, uh, you know, um, difficult, uh, in, in, in some ways as I feared. And, uh, again, if I'm seeking to be faithful to Christ, uh, and, you know, the, the gospel message is, 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 is clear and, mm-hmm. and, uh, using rightly law and gospel will help to, to make these things clear to others. So, uh, that, yes. that's good. Uh, well, um, you know, normally when we have conversations, I, I like to end by, um, pointing people additional, uh, resources, books, or other materials that they can continue uh, beyond these uh, conversations and discussions and in, in their own lives. And and so uh, any uh, helpful resources that you'd like to, to share with those listening here today? Yeah, sure. I think uh, one little book that's helpful in thinking about uh, the place of the local church in evangelism is Max Stiles' book in the Nine Marks series, Building Healthy Churches, called Evangelism, How the Whole Church Speaks of Jesus. Mm. Uh, and He does a very good job, I think, of helping the reader to see uh, <laughs> the joy and the help of having the whole church together involved uh, in, in the work of evangelism. So that's one that's helpful on that subject. Um, some older books that might be helpful just in a broader sense. Um, R.B. Kuyper, the little banner of truth book, God-centered evangelism is, is a helpful book in thinking through various aspects of evangelism. Um, mm-hmm. Issues related to, to the gospel, um, Walt Chantry's little book, Today's Gospel, Authentic or Synthetic, is kind of a classic book that's helpful in, in thinking about some of what we've already talked about, the use of the law and the use of the gospel in evangelism. Um, you see the same thing with uh, Ernie Riesinger's older book, Today's Evangelism, Its Message and Methods, uh, is mm-hmm. also a helpful book on that score. Getting down into more of the kind of details of what it looks like to, to evangelize, um, one book that I've found helpful through the years is a book by Will Metzger. Um, I think it's by InterVarsity Press called Tell the Truth. And he does a good job contrasting man-centered versus God-centered gospel, um, but then also getting into what does it, what does it look like um, to be sharing, sharing the gospel uh, in very practical ways. So those are some resources I found helpful. Yeah, I, uh, you know, for myself, uh, I, I mean, again, many of those resources I've, I've found helpful. Uh, I also like, you know, benefiting from the uh, wisdom of past generations. So, uh, you know, people that know me know I absolutely love Spurgeon. Mm. Uh, so Spurgeon Soul Winner, you know, yes. classic that is well worth uh, reading in many ways. Uh, I mean, just about anything, of course, Spurgeon yeah. <laughs> wrote is, is worth uh, reading. Uh, but, but you know, his, his evangelistic zeal and, and his way mm. with words is, is yes. uh, both informative and edifying and inspirational. Uh, also, I mean, this is a little, 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 little bitty book, but uh, Horatio Sponar's Words to Winners of Souls. Yes. Um, you know, uh, again, a, uh, a helpful uh, tool uh, in, in that. And uh, a couple of other uh, things. Now, um, not as well known, but mm-hmm. uh, Ichabod Spencer, um, oh, yeah. Pastoral <laughs> Sketches, it's, it's two volumes. Um, and what's fascinating about Spencer, uh, I mean, he's, he's a, a, a pastor who's going around basically doing visitation. 
Yes. Uh, and what he does though is after his visitation, he goes home and he like records the conversations he has or, or the way he counsels people privately in their home. Uh, but many of those are very evangelistic and gospel oriented. Yes. And, and, and so, I mean, they're just, they are, they're just sketches. So you have everybody from kind of a hardened sinner to like a, a weak, uh, struggling mm-hmm. person yeah. under the conviction of sin and everybody in between. And, and so, you know, obviously it's from, uh, uh, there'd be some differences from contemporary society to, to the way things were handled back then. But yet again, still a goldmine in many ways of, of um, examples of evangelism as it was, as, as it was done. Uh, and then of course you have works, uh, you know, Joel Beakey's Puritan evangelism, mm-hmm. you know, again, drawing on the, the, the wisdom of the past. And, and I'm sure there are many more I'm not even thinking of off the top of my head, but uh, you, you reminded me of one uh, that's kind of similar to pastoral sketches, but it's more modern, uh, but it's also published by Solid Ground Christian Books. I think mm. it's called Cross Encounters, where it's mm. the same kind of thing. I think it's Tony Miano. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, but but he's, he's, it's, his, it's um, sketches of his encounters evangelistically with people. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's similar to sketches, uh, pastoral sketches by Spencer, a helpful book. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right, John. Well, again, really appreciate having you on uh, here for the past few episodes. And my pleasure. Hope this is beneficial not only for me and in, in having these discussions with you, but, but for those listening. Uh, so I want to thank you for joining us and thank everyone for listening to the Modern Merriman podcast, the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. If you'd like to know more about CBTS, please visit us online at cbtseminary.org. That's cbtseminary.org.